You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And here's your host, Aram Layton. This is Locked On MLB Prospects, your go-to podcast on the future stars of Major League Baseball. As always, I'm your host, Aram Layton. I'm a prospect writer and analyst, as well as the founder of JustBaseball.com. And in today's episode, we have an interview with another Rays prospect who had a fantastic season, and it is Jaden Murray, a 24-year-old right-handed pitcher, starting pitcher in that Rays org who had a fantastic season between high A and double A. It was really fun to talk to him about just what he was able to do in his time off to get ready for 2021. Of course, no season in 2020. How did he continue to refine his stuff and get ready to go for what was an awesome season for him? After being drafted in the 23rd round in 2019, Murray was able to rack up about 40 innings between rookie ball and low A in that first little professional stint, then was not able to do anything in 2020, just like nobody was able to, and came out ready to go this year in 2021. 24 years old at this point, so wanting to make up for some lost time, and he did exactly that, pitched his way up to double A, and actually excelled in double A. He was better up in the upper level than he was in high A, and he had set the bar pretty high there as well. So pitching his way into a potential call-up at some point next year. I assume he's going to start the year in double A and quickly get a promotion to triple A if he continues to throw the way he is throwing, because the one thing that really stands out about Murray is just how polished he is as a pitcher. I mean, he doesn't walk anybody. He doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. And it's not like he's a pitch-to-weak contact guy. He still gets the strikeouts. And that was something we talked about as well. While he may not rack up the 13 Ks per nine that we see from some of these absurd prospects like Shane Boz in the same system, he is one of the pitchers that's going to walk as few a batters as anybody that you're going to see in the minors. And that's evident by his .7 whip. 0.7 whip. Uh, You just don't see that in today's game that much. And that's incredible. He saw his strikeout rate jump from low A, or excuse me, high A, where it was at 8.3 Ks per nine, which is a little bit below average, jumps to 10 Ks per nine, which is solidly above average. So something clicked for him. We talked about that as well, about how he was able to go against better competition. It's a big talent jump from high A to double A and somehow see his strikeout rate jump a ton and the rest of his numbers remain consistent. Really good stuff there from Murray and a great indication of what's to come in the future. It's always so much fun to talk to prospects like Murray who just grind their way to the top. Not a first round pick from a power five school from the SEC or whatever it may be. A 23rd round pick from division two at the time, Dixie State University. And you know what? He's carving up those guys that were the first round picks out of power five schools. And that's what's amazing about baseball in general is that you have so much talent from division one, division two, division three, Juco. We see guys drafted in the first round, even from division three uh, over the last couple of years. So there is just so much talent everywhere. And you just wonder how some of these teams are able to discover it. But that's why you have armies of scouts all over the place. So prospects like Jaden Murray don't fall through the cracks because I went back and I know hindsight's 2020 and I watched Jaden Murray's 
highlights and a lot of innings from his college days. And I saw a lot of what we're seeing now. He was way more advanced, I think, than most of the pitchers in that area uh, in terms of age and in terms of level of competition. And I think we're seeing that translate now even to the professional level. So very excited for you to listen to the interview with Jaden Murray, uh, another Rays prospect that they just continue to find these guys better than anybody else finds talent and then help develop it as well, which we, of course, mention on top of that. Before I get to that interview with Jaden Murray, a reminder that this episode is brought to you in part by DirecTV Stream. This might sound familiar to you, but you've got one device that lets you watch the game, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, then maybe you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the other good stuff. I mean, it's just so haphazard. There's so many different things that you have to do to be able to watch all the things that you like. Well, I have a simple way to get around that and have a better solution to getting all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and that is Direct TV Stream, a great way to finally get your TV together. It brings live TV and on-demand favorites like never before all together so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Also brought to you in part by Built Bar. You know, our friends at Built Bar have so many delicious flavors from coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You can't go wrong. My favorite, though, is mint brownie. But the best part is, no matter what flavor, they are all low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in anything bad, essentially, and high in protein, which is, what else could you want from a protein bar? They're all 130 to 180 calories, covered in chocolate, easy to chew all tasty and healthy and great for a keto diet. They also have some limited time flavors like grasshopper cookie, which isn't what it sounds like. Grasshopper cookies, kind of like a thin mint play. Uh, They're really good. And then you also have raspberry, a bit more simple over there. And also, did you know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? And if you go to Built.com and use a promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off your next order. So let's get into this interview here with Ray's pitching prospect, Jaden Murray. So we've got Jaden Murray today, pitching prospect in the Rays organization. Jaden, congratulations on an awesome season, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me and talk to us here. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So after 2020, you know, you don't get to play there. You had a good little stint in 2019, but it was kind of short-lived after your college season. You must have been chomping at the bit to get after it in 2021, and uh I would imagine the season went as, as good as you could have hoped. Yeah. I mean, I, I was happy with the way the season went and went and uh, yeah, it was a long way. 2020 seemed like it took forever to get past us, but uh, it was good to get, it was good to be back. So having the big year that you had, and I'll go over those numbers in a moment, but just through 2020, there's always a question I love to ask, especially players that had a big year this year. How were you able to prepare 
for 2021, especially taking on a full workload as a starting pitcher uh, and all that comes with that after not pitching, really. I'm sure you were throwing, but it's a little bit of a different animal every fifth day uh, with more high stress pitches. How'd you stay fresh uh, during that time off during 2020 to, to be ready to go this year? Um, so I, I followed our throwing pram, throwing program pretty well throughout the off season, but what really helped was that I got two younger brothers that I, uh, that I helped kind of train in the off season too. One's going to college and one's still in high school. And I mean, we would just go to the indoor facility every night here in my hometown. We just throw and I just helped them. And uh, I mean, that's what kept us all in shape. And it was just good to have my little brothers there and throw with them. And it was a good time. So. Are they both pitchers as well? Yeah, they are. So that's why it helps. I mean, it was, it was, we had a good off season. So, I mean, we put in a lot of work, so that was, that was fun. Um, and do you attribute any of that more controlled environment to being able to really take your game to the next level in 2021? Or did you feel like you were ready to do this in 2020? Um, I mean, I felt ready in 2020. I tried to stay in the best shape that I possibly could, you know, going to the gym and, staying strict along the throwing program. And it was just, I felt ready to go in 2021. One of the things that stands out the most to me about you uh, and your success this year is how you're able to command the zone and how you're able to throw multiple pitches for a strike and and limit the walks. Uh, What do you attribute that to? Is that something you've always had going for you? uh, The ability to be a bit more surgical on the mound and locate uh, and not give up free passes or was that something that clicked for you even more so uh, in the more recent months or year? So growing up, my dad was always my baseball coach and he was always uh, pretty strict on the walks. You know, if, if you walk somebody, he wasn't always the happiest and he held me to a high standard with that. I felt like that I've always, I've all limited my walks my whole career really. But I mean, as time has gone and I've learned how to pitch more and more, it's, it's got, it's gotten more efficient, I guess you could say. So, I mean, I felt like I've had that my whole life just because my dad great, like, taught me the walks were never good. So <laughs> Never. I mean, the, the one thing yeah. I always had hammered in our head uh, in high school is just like the numbers on leadoff walks uh, and how frequently that comes around to, to be a run and generally just how much more difficult it makes your own life as a pitcher. Speaking of making your life more difficult, though, you got the promotion to double A. You, you earned it uh, by pitching to a 1.72 ERA and 12 starts in high A for the Rays. You go up to double A, though, and your strikeouts per nine goes up by nearly two Ks per nine innings. And the numbers stayed pretty darn consistent. What, what do you attribute the, the jump in strikeouts to when that's a pretty big jump in talent level on all ends from the pitchers to the hitters to everything in between. How were you able to strike out more guys per nine? This was a good sample size too in eight outings. Was it just something that kind of happened or did you feel like something uh, you kind of realized or working with coaches in double a or uh, w- what kind of happened there to be able to have that uptick in swing and miss? Um, so in high, a, I kind of was working on more of like control with all of my off speed and making them consistent. And uh, once I got that more, uh, when I once I got that figured out, and I got up to Double A, I kind of learned how to sequence my pitches better. And the pitching coach there really helped me with that, and we locked that in pretty good. And uh, I feel like that's what helped a lot was when I started to learn how to sequence my pitches better with that pitching coach, Doc. And uh, I think that helped a lot. And that seems like it's a big emphasis throughout the the Rays organization, right? Because 
I see a lot of pitchers throughout the system that have good stuff, but really maximize it by the way that they sequence it and by the way that they command it. And another name that comes to mind is, is Tommy Romero, another player who uh, I'm sure you overlapped with, and it didn't come from a major power five school, but always had the pitch ability. And again, also realized some really good uh, numbers and really good production throughout this year as a starting pitcher. Uh, do you feel like the Rays as a system really give you a lot more at your disposal to be able to develop? How, how important has it been to you being drafted by the Rays, an organization that is so well known for their player development and their ability to identify talent? How much do you think that's gone into your ability to continue to tap into what you have in there? I mean, the Rays, are, they're awesome with all their the minor league affiliates and everything. I mean, they care about every single individual and it's awesome because like if they'll they'll figure out what works best for you and what you need to improve on everything. I mean, whether it be on the pitching side or like the nutrition side or the strength side, anything. I mean, they'll just they'll figure it out what you need and then they'll just they'll just help you as much as possible with that. And I mean, it's been awesome. It's just yeah, it's it's a good it's an awesome program. I love it. So, at what point did you feel like you know you could really be somebody that's knocking on the door of the major leagues? I mean. You started at uh, Dixie State, which is a Division II school, and pitched really well there through the end of your career. And I, they, I believe they made the move now to Division One, correct? Yes, they have. So at what point did you realize you know, it's they can find you anywhere? And, and we've seen that time and time again. But there's got to be a level of doubt where you're not front and center all the time, not playing uh, you know, in the Cape Cod League and in front of all these scouts 24-7. When did you realize that, you know, you'd have a chance to play in professional baseball and not only that, and then, you know, be knocking on the door next year for a potential opportunity to get called up to the show? Um, I mean, so I went to junior college first and after my sophomore year there, I kind of had some phone calls and uh, I was getting a little bit of interest, but I mean, nothing crazy, but going into 2019, I felt like I held myself to a too high of a standard and it kind of affected my season a little bit. And so I went into my 2020 year, my senior year, just or 20 or 2019. Sorry, my senior year in 2019. Uh, I just went in trying to have some fun, you know. And I was just, if if it happens, it happens. So I mean, we just went in and had a really good year, my 20, my senior year, and and uh, I got the opportunity to, I got picked up by the Rays, and they gave me an awesome opportunity, and it's been, it's been fun. And. What about the player side of things? Because we talk about how the Rays help develop players, but has there been anybody that you worked with or any teammates, maybe big leaguers that you cross paths with that have given you some useful advice throughout that system? I was talking to Greg Jones uh, just a few weeks ago, and he was talking about Taylor Walls and how he's really helped him defensively and working with him. Was there anybody like that for you uh, in the Rays org with pitching uh, since you've been there? Um, I mean, so when we're in spring training, we're always talking like with all the other pitchers and everything. And you'll ask questions like, Hey, how do you hold this slider? Hey, how do you hold this pitch and stuff? And I feel like we all, we all help try to help each other. And it's almost like this collaborative effort where you're surrounded by so much talent. You feel like you can just bounce something off of everybody. And one guy might have a, a, a slider grip that works for you. Another guy might have a little tweak in their mechanics that, that works for them that may be able to apply to you as well. Um, and that's the really cool thing about playing in an organization. I feel like that's just so laden with talent, uh, like the Rays. Speaking of, of 
that, I guess, to go a little bit off of that, is there anybody that you like to watch in the big leagues or former pitchers that you like to watch that you feel like you like to loosely emulate or try to draw things from or that you just flat out enjoy watching pitch? Um, I don't watch anybody specific. I mean, I try and watch them all and just how they approach batters, what everybody like, how everything works, how everything is different for everybody, what works differently for each pitcher and like what some strengths are for some pitchers, what others are weaknesses and kind of learning everything about that. I mean, I just kind of take in all of the info from all of them. Really. I don't watch one in, spe- in specific. So, and for those who may not be too familiar with, uh, you know, your pitching style and have not been able to see you pitch, how would you describe your arsenal a little bit in the way that you attack hitters without giving up too much, obviously? Um, I mean, I love my fastball for sure. And uh, I'm starting to pick up some other pitches and stuff and getting command and some comfort with them, throwing them in any count. But honestly, like my fastball has always been my go-to pitch. And then uh, my off-speed has been improving a lot. So uh, that's starting to get in the arsenal a little bit. And it's just been good. So and the Rays have helped me with that a lot. And so what's the big focus uh, going into now this offseason and moving into 2022 that you're looking to build on? I mean, obviously, you ha- have a great baseline with a really strong season, uh, showed great numbers in double A. But what's the big focus for you now as you head into 2022? Um, just honestly staying in shape, getting healthy. Uh, I'm going to go into 2022 pro- with the same mentality that I left with trying to sequence my pitches better and command and uh, limit the walks and all that and just stick with what we left off of and just try and carry it into 2022. And just generally speaking to wrap up here too, because I always love to see players that, you know, just once you get drafted, it's, it's an even playing field, right? Whether it's a first round pick or a 30th round pick, Nobody cares once you're between the lines. I mean, you're just playing baseball. And uh, for someone that was was able to carve out already such a great start for themselves after being somebody that played into an opportunity, like you said, and you, you battled setting too high of an expectation for yourself and kind of went back to just having fun. And, and I think that's something that a lot of people have said. And uh, a part of their career where they start to realize success is when they relax a little bit. What advice would you have for anybody that you know is on the brink of, you know, maybe potentially trying to play pro baseball or, you know, not sure if they're going to be able to make it or not have those pressures, but at the same time, you know, just enjoying the game that uh, you've played your whole life. Yeah. I mean, just go out and enjoy it. It's, it's a game. I mean, I, like I tell my little brother, I mean, he's got four years to enjoy as much baseball as he can in college. I mean, just go enjoy it. I mean, if it happens, it happens. That's, that's the mentality that I had. I mean, just go have some fun with all your friends and I mean, just play the game. So, that's kind of what I got for it. Yep. And and the last question I'll have for you on the offensive side of things, and, and this might be uh, this might be a little bit you know, something maybe you haven't seen enough of, but has there been anybody in the Rays org outside of Wander Franco who was absolutely absurd in the postseason this year? Uh, any any yeah. guys in the minors that really just stood out to you, teammates or on the pitching side too? Any teammates that you're like, wow, <laughs> this guy can play. Oh man. I mean, there's so many <laughs> come to my yeah. mind. Uh, I mean, honestly, between the two teams I played with, uh, uh, I'd have to say Greg, I mean, Greg Jones, he's been, yeah. I played with him in with the hot rods and I played with him in double a with in Montgomery. I mean, we've played together a lot and like 19 in Hudson Valley. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, he swings bad. I love him on defense behind me. It's been good. And then, uh, 
I'd have to say uh, another guy that I've played with for a lot, Trevor Brigden. I mean, he's really, he's a pitcher and he's really, he's, he's dominating. He's doing really well. And it's been fun to watch him go through the organization as well. And I played with him in Princeton 19 and in uh, with the hot rods and Montgomery. So it was, it was fun to see those two with me still. So it's it's crazy the the amount of talent that that comes out through uh the, this race system and um amazing how they're able to find players like yourself and just continue to identify talent that other teams may look over and, and i think that's a really cool thing uh that they're able to do and a big reason for their success and I want to, when I look at Greg Jones, for example, I think he's one of the, one of the best athletes in, in all of the minor leagues. And um, that's something that I feel like has helped you pitching wise too, is, is the athleticism that you have on the mound. Do you feel like that you said, mentioned staying in shape kind of helps you repeat those mechanics and like, how important is that side of things to throwing strikes versus just having the right arm slot, having the right, you know, release point, how much of it is just the athleticism and repeating mechanics too? Um, I mean, as a starting pitcher, I mean, you got to be able to keep repeat your mechanics over and over. And like, you'll obviously your body gets tired and stuff and just trying to grind through those, however many innings that they let you, let you go. I mean, you just got to, I don't know, just keep the body in shape and just try to repeat them as much as you can. I really don't know how to answer that one either. No, it's all right. It's all right. And and that's, it's definitely a, uh, one of those things though that you see in today's game i think a lot of a lot of it is just the the effort and, and that's something that you try to to balance right is not putting too much effort where you lose your mechanics but also trying to keep it compact clean and, and repeatable and and i thought you did an amazing job of that this year with okay. with your command numbers and uh with the way you were able to limit base runners and everything in that regard so looking forward to 2022 now uh We'll be hoping for a potential call up at some point in the season. I think you have definitely uh, earned consideration there and and have just continued to uh, impress with the way you throw. And I'm excited to see throw this coming year. Is is there anywhere where fans can keep up with you on social media and keep up with uh, what you're doing and uh, look forward to seeing you pitch in uh, 2022? Uh, Just really Twitter. That's about all I'm on. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, you can keep up with Jaden Murray on Twitter. Uh, Looking forward again to seeing you pitch this coming season. Best of luck, Jaden. And thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So that was Jaden Murray. Hope you enjoyed that interview. So much fun to talk to these prospects who put together really special years in 2021. Very excited to see what all of these guys do next year. Murray included just a bunch of good dudes who are working hard. And also worth noting and something I'd have to mention is that finally, 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 Major League Baseball is going to provide housing to minor league baseball players. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and applaud them because I think it's something that should have been done a long time ago, but I will acknowledge that it is a step in the right direction and I'm happy that they did it and it's about time. And that's all I really got to say there is because I've had so many stories from so many friends that are playing in professional baseball right now that are dealing with or were dealing with horrible living situations uh, because of the fact that Major League Baseball and each individual team, except for the Astros, ironically, uh, was not willing to help them and aid their living situation when they are being thrown all around from high A, double A, triple A, etc. Just an unfair situation for the players on top of not making a livable wage, which will be the next thing, hopefully, that 
is going to be enacted, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that one for now. Still, very happy for players because I know housing was a big headache for them during the season, especially as they would get promoted or moved around or wherever it would be uh, with just the way a baseball season goes. But that will do it for today's episode. Also coming up in the next couple episodes this week, I am doing a rundown of the Baltimore Orioles farm system as we continue to go through each of the 30 farm systems. I just put out my top 10 prospects for the Orioles system over at JustBaseball.com. So I'm going to be talking about that top 10, why I decided to rank the players where I did. I'll go through the breakdowns of a lot of these Orioles prospects because I really enjoyed breaking down this system. Of course, I'm familiar with all of the prospects, but diving into the video again, I realized that there's a lot of commonalities between the hitting prospects that I like. So I'm excited for you to hear about that and to get some of your thoughts on how I rank that Orioles system. If you don't want to wait to see where the top 10 is, you can go to JustBaseball.com and see where I rank each of those players. And then by the next episode, I will be doing an in-depth discussion and rundown on each of those prospects and, of course, some honorable mentions as well. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Jaden Murray and a thank you to him for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I look forward to talking prospects with you tomorrow.